Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Friday edition of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us here. And uh, as we got another EPAC Friday night here, a uh, big game tonight in the EPAC between Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Martinsburg looking for redemption at Hedgesville after Hedgesville went into Martinsburg last what was it wednesday i think and uh had a three barrage from uh two two players nick yeah as we look back on that game cam wilkes and uh christian bolduc just playing extraordinary basketball wilkes uh with 19 points bolduc with 35 and that helped lead hedgesville to that victory over martinsburg and what was a competitive ball game and again i'm expecting another competitive game tonight this is a uh, an EPAC rivalry, a sectional rivalry that usually these two teams are at the top of the section. This year, Spring Mills has uh, kept pace to make it, you know, three really good teams, and this could determine who ends up being the number one team in the section if it's based on recent play. Because Martinsburg's won three of their last four, uh, Hedgesville has obviously had the best record overall uh, out of all the teams in this section. But if they lose most recently to Martinsburg, and Martinsburg obviously played a close game with them last time. They played two close games against Spring Mills and won one of them. And all the teams would split then. So it would definitely make for an interesting decision. Uh, And a win over Musselman this week for the Bulldogs as well. Um, But also, they would have a losing record still at uh, 9-10, even if they get this win tonight. So that's going to be interesting but i think the main thing is you want if you're martinsburg to get this win to build your confidence heading into sectional play that you can beat all three teams um and if you're hedgesville you want this win to really separate yourself as now the favorite to be the section and make there be no debate between you martinsburg and spring mills yeah since that loss against uh hedgesville it seems like this martinsburg bulldog team is a brand new team they've been as you said three and one since then and it's just been defensively offensively the teamwork and the chemistry is just exploded as a whole for this team they're learning what five lineup wise rotation works Rogers has them playing great basketball right now we mentioned it yesterday they're playing spoiler and I would not be surprised if they uh, continue that tonight against Hedgesville because we don't know who's going to be playing tonight for Hedgesville yeah, uh, well, that'll be determined later, uh, but definitely will be a great matchup tonight. We'll get into some other matchups happening tonight in just a little bit. Want to talk a little bit about last night? Uh, it appears only have two scores from last night. Cannot find the Washington boys score. They were playing at Fort Hill of Maryland. Uh, that game happened last night as well. That was the only boys game last night. Other teams in action: Jefferson girls at Saint Marie Saint Maria Garetti in maryland don't have a score for that one either have to look into those um but hedgesville at east fairmont have a score for that girls wise hedgesville falls 53 to 29 to 
fall to four and fifteen, and there was a tough East Fairmont team currently fourteen and seven with the win, and uh, that wraps up their season hedges a regular season Hedgesville wise. They'll uh, host Martinsburg on Tuesday. We'll have the call right now. It'll be Nick and you, Nick and Colin on the call, and Nick on the call uh, Tuesday night. I believe that they seven p.m. tip. The sectional games are seven p.m. Not seven thirty, so it'll be a six thirty pregame show. Um, and then last night was Spring Mills girls basketball senior night. The Lady Cardinals grabbed a fifty-one forty-eight victory over Hampshire, and they honored two seniors, uh, I believe, Ashaya and Emily. Don't have their last names off the top of my head, uh, but I can look here on the Max Preps roster. Shia Domer, I'm Shia Domer, Emily Cole. Yes, Emily Cole. There you there go. We go. Um, but those were the two seniors honored last night there for Spring Mills. And again, they'll be off until next Thursday. So they'll have a week off before they host the section championship, section one championship against whoever wins at Hedgesville and Martinsburg game elsewhere tonight in EPAC boys basketball. There's only one other game and it's a, it's an EPAC game. It's a, not a sectional game, but it's an EPAC game. Musselman at Spring Mills. Musselman obviously coming off the loss to Martinsburg the other night. And Spring Mills, I believe they got a win on Tuesday, if that's correct. Uh, yep, the twelfth they got a win against Washington. Uh, so those games are in action, to, or that game's in action tonight, uh, along with the game that we'll have. Then tomorrow, there's no girls' games tonight. Tomorrow there'll be uh, three guys' games. Spring Mills at University, which will be a tough rematch after. That game went to overtime last time right uh, down the road there at Spring Mills. Uh, Petersburg at Washington. Buchanan Upshur at Jefferson. Girls-wise, it'll be Spring Mills' final regular season game. Uh, They are hosting Clear Spring of Maryland. And then Monday, uh, we'll have Broadford Christian Academy at Martinsburg. And then the other game in action is Spring Mills at Washington. But that's just look at the weekend schedule, EPAC-wise. What are you guys looking forward to? either tonight or this weekend EPAC was well I think that other game obviously we won't have it but uh, just to see who comes out between Musselman and Spring Mills will be interesting um, you know that those are two teams that I think are are very good uh, you know obviously all the teams I think in the EPAC have been pretty competitive Washington hasn't had a great season but as of late they've proven to be at least a tough opponent and kept games close so I think you know, that Spring Mills Muslim game cross sectional doesn't mean a whole lot, but it is uh, just a, a good indicator of of the competition in the conference. So that will be a good game. But the the game tonight is the, probably the biggest game on on the uh, schedule um, that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, because we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be covering it. But I think that other one is another good game. That if we didn't have this game. I would be interested in, in seeing. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know if I want to say it doesn't mean a whole lot because you got to remember that for the seeding come sectional time, it's voted as the entire region. That's fair. So you yeah, want to figure that I, strength of schedule I don't know and get if a win against turned in the, the other team. I want to say the ballots came out know. yesterday and they're due on Monday or Tuesday, but I could be wrong. I'm not. I don't have that insider information. Uh, but I do think that... How about this, Colin? It means less than Hedgesville-Martinsburg because they're in the same section. But it that's, still means a, a fair lot statement. in terms of yeah. being a, um, a quality win for either team. But I do think it could be a matchup that you do see in the region. It could be. Because, remember, the region is just... 
each section get each section winner plays the number two of the opposite the opposite section. Mm-hmm. Well, it's looking like Spring Mills will be the winner for the boy, or it's possibility. Uh, you know, it's either Spring Mills yeah. or Hedgesville will be the number yeah. one seed. So if they're facing, well, Martinsburg still has a chance. yeah, I'm saying, but it, it could be there's a scenario where Spring Mills could be playing Musselman in yeah. that regional game because it could be one, it would be one and two, yeah, I mean, or Jefferson's not. But that's the scenario for them. Locked up the one, Musselman's yeah. already locked up the two in that section. I would think, unless somebody just doesn't vote correctly. Which, Which tends to happen, or they don't turn their votes happened. in. Apparently, it happens where people don't turn their votes in. Yeah, I have heard that. I don't like you. this whole voting idea. I, I don't think I mean, anybody does. I'm not but. a huge fan of in general that everybody makes the playoffs, but I kind of understand it in the fact you got that sixteen. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of yeah. teams in the area, um, but just like from my perspective. It's just very different than what I'm used to. Uh, but obviously, like in my area, we had probably like triple the amount of teams. Yeah. Though it wasn't that big of an area. Right. Uh, yeah, but that should be a good weekend of EPAC basketball. Again, girls sectional starts next Tuesday. We'll have the game, uh, that game, one of the section one uh, semifinal Martinsburg at Hedgesville. The other game is Colin. You should know it. It's numbered. Three Musselman at number two, Washington. Yeah, that was originally screwed up on the initial uh, release I had seen, but uh, that'll be a good game as well because Musselman is you know they don't have the wins, but they're a they they're a game that can play with a lot of teams. They're a they're team a that can play team. with a lot they of teams. Never give up. You've heard that multiple times from uh, Musselman's head coach Ad Elliott. It's a team that never gives up, will continue to fight, and definitely has the capability to be a uh, spoiler. Granted, that Washington team's really, really good this year as well. They started off the year 7-0, and and it seemed like that they were going to be the uh, team to beat in the section over there for Jefferson, Washington, Musselman, but then uh, got upset by Jefferson, and Jefferson has now put their uh, foot down as the number one seed, but you never know. We we watched them uh, play the last meeting between those two, and Washington looked really good. They really did. Uh, before we hit the break here, we want to give a little teaser. We haven't yet finalized it, but uh, you know what's coming here in less than a month? Hopefully baseball. Hopefully baseball? No, I was talking about EPAC baseball, high school baseball. They're not on lockout. To my no, knowledge. they're not on lockout. I don't think the SSAC is on lockout for baseball, unfortunately. Unfortunately? Uh, fortunately. Fortunately. Yeah, fortunately. Uh, but a little teaser here for our schedule. We're looking to carry about 25 games between baseball and softball, just a few softball games here and there when we when there's no baseball games in the area. Uh, but definitely some good games on tap for this year that we'll have on Talk Radio WRNR and on TV10. Um, definitely will be a good one. We're looking to head down to that Mingo Bay Classic there in South Carolina where a bunch of these EPAC teams will be, I think, three or four EPAC teams, if I'm not mistaken, of the five, of the six, excuse me. Uh, but getting that bat, uh, getting that schedule finalized here in the next week or so probably uh, as we get ready to uh, you know get into baseball season. Spring is upon us. Yeah, three of the better programs in the state, if I'm not mistaken, in Jefferson, Hedgesville, and Martinsburg. Uh, in this area and some other teams looking to catch up with them and i think it it should be very competitive just like we saw 
and basketball this year, how competitive things were. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about baseball season. I'm pumped as well. It's always fun with baseball season, especially when you have had a powerhouse like Jefferson around for so long. The best part about baseball season, in my opinion, is that when weather's it doesn't, also coming. Well, that, but it, it doesn't just Hopefully. end with high school. Like, it doesn't end when the high school playoffs start. We may take a little bit of a hiatus there, uh, but we'll be back in the summer. Yeah, we'll for be some back American with Legion baseball. American Legion, Little League. Little League as well. Yep. But definitely an exciting time. Uh click the wrong thing there. <laughs> I was like, what are you drum rolling or whatever that was? No, we'll do that when we drop the schedule. How about okay. that? Good. All right, well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back. Uh, Shepard in the news again. We'll have uh, Avery kind of talk about some of that stuff. We'll uh, give our opinions on it as well. But that's after this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. WV Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care, Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist, Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management, Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia, Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics, and Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine, WV Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Hi, Kresha Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the eastern panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR on the FM dial at 106.5 and on the AM dial at AM 740, streaming live on Facebook's TV10's Facebook and on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County. Spencer Puinick, Fersley, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, hanging out with you today on this Friday. As uh, Got some more Shepard news, Avery. Yeah, the Rams teams are in action again this weekend on well, the road. Are you going to give the uh, news? Because, you know, when you're a student and you're an athlete, you're two things. So why not give the news on that? That's okay. an achievement. Okay. I'll That's an achievement, sir. That. It is. It is. You're right. It's I was, hard. I was already it's just, hard to be a student and an athlete. I mean, it's hard to even be a college student sometimes. Yes. So Kyle Daggett of the Rams men's basketball team and Marley McLaughlin of the women's team earn a co-SIDA academic all-district honors. That's the new news today for the Rams. Of course, very uh, cool accomplishment for both of them. Uh, Kyle Daggett is a graduate student, of course. And uh, Marley, Marley McLaughlin is, too. Yes, they are both graduates. Also, shout-out to them. Uh, it shows their GPA. Shout-out to them, them for being students and athletes and being able to hold a GPA like that. And not just student-athletes, like the leaders on yeah. each of their respective <laughs> yeah. teams. I mean, Kyle Daggett has really taken over as the leading scorer for the Rams men's team this year. And in addition to that, he's got a 385 GPA, majoring in biology. You know, he's a smart guy, clearly. Well, both. he got his undergrad in biology. He's getting an MBA here for grad school. Yes. I so. couldn't do that. And Marley Neither McLaughlin... Uh, as a 3.55 GPA undergrad at sociology, and then she's got a 4.0 right now in her MBA graduate program. Yep. Very so Shout out very to impressive. them yeah. for uh, getting those honors because, again, you can't just do it on the court. You also got to do it in the classroom. Yep. They're setting a good example, I think, for, for current and future athletes at Shepard. So very cool accomplishment. Happy for them, of course. And, uh, you know, they still got a season. They still got a couple more games left to play. You know, the... The women's team are, are on a roll right now. They uh, travel to East Stroudsburg this weekend to play the Warriors, who are struggling. So that should be a good win, hopefully, for the Rams if everything you know goes according to plan. For the men's team, uh, it's a little, little bit different. East Stroudsburg is a bit better in men's basketball. They are already in the PSAC tournament. They've already clinched a berth. So I think currently, uh, as it stands right now, they're second in the Eastern Division. Yes, they are. You are correct. Yes. So they are 15 and seven on the year, 13 and five in conference. So how many games does Shepard have left, men's wise? I believe they, they have, have that extra three. game, men's wise, right? Yes. Yeah, so the men's team has four games. You're correct because um, they had a game against Bloomsburg earlier in the season that was postponed to this upcoming Monday, which. Uh, Yes, so the men's team is four games, the women's team is three games. They've already played Bloomsburg. So, um, and, and Bloomsburg in men's basketball—that's to me—that's a winnable game for Shepard. The the women's team for Bloomsburg is great, one of the best teams in the conference. But Shepard can definitely earn a win at home and, and kind of build some momentum up towards this uh, this stretch run here. So, again, both teams have East Stroudsburg on the road. Uh, women's game will tip at one tomorrow. And the men's game will tip at three. And uh, women's basketball news coming out yesterday. The initial NCAA Division II Atlantic Region rankings uh, as we get you know closer to postseason play. Uh, Shepard ranked fourth there behind uh, two, P- two PSAC teams. Number one, though, in the whole Atlantic Region. Not surprised because they are undefeated. Glenville State uh, at 21-0 undefeated. 
And uh, Cutstown at number two, 20 and 5, 19 and 3 in the region. Cal UPA, uh, 16 and 4, both records. And Shepard, 18 and 5, both records. And you want to debate something, guys? How is Cal U above Shepard? Didn't they beat Shepard? They did beat Shepard. So they're only basing it off the fact that they beat Shepard? I'm not sure if they're only basing it off that. Uh, they they might base it on, you know, who else you beat, your other quality wins. You know, similar things that the Division One pollsters no, kind of look No, Shepard beat Cal PA. I thought they beat them. 76-66 back huh. on February 7th. Well, they did. did they split then? Or they did didn't they play. Only, oh, they only played they the only one played time once because separate yeah. division you have. Because yeah. they're in the separate division. But that's where, that's where I'm confused when I looked at those rankings. I was like, Shepard women well, definitely beat Cal PA. And then they have Calpia oh, listed to Bloomsburg. Maybe quality of losses would be the difference? See, I think they, they, they probably did it based on this previous week because over the past couple of games, you know, the Rams lost on February 5th at Bloomsburg, then they beat Calpia, and then lost two straight to Kutztown yeah. and Lockhaven. I, I guess that could be, could be why. So a team that had only had two losses prior to this past week lost, you know, three out of their last four games or whatever it was before the Millersville win this week. So they they probably based it on that, the fact that they had only two losses for most of the season and then just kind of dropped a couple games that they probably should have won, especially the game against Lockhaven on Monday. Yeah, and I think Shepard has locked up, I guess not, locked up either the third or fourth seed women's-wise um, because I think that if – because they've got three more games, right? Yes, the yes. women's So if games. they win out – and Bloomsburg loses out. Bloomsburg still beat Shepard, right? Yes. I did they beat him twice? I think they did. I'll need to check that for sure. Bloomsburg, they, Bloomsburg. You they passed did, yeah. one. Because they lost. Yeah, they lost to him both times. So yeah. Shepard can only go as high as number three uh, seeding-wise in the conference tournament on the east side. Yeah. They but, can drop as low as four. Uh, they can't drop to the final spot of fifth. Because yeah. the fifth, the people fighting for the fifth spot right now, it's actually a pretty close race. Uh, you got eight wins currently in the fifth spot, Lockhaven. Six wins in this. You mean along, six? What? Th- there's six spots for each. I thought there's five spots. No, oh, no, there six, is. Six, yeah, yeah. So we talked about yeah. this. Yeah. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, but you have, you know, those teams right behind, or the teams battling for that fifth and sixth spot. Eight and eleven, six and fourteen, six and fourteen, five and thirteen. So it's pretty close there. So you really don't know who's going to be the back end of that east uh, side for the women's side, at least. Uh, For the west side, it's kind of similar, but I think it's really just a fight for uh, fifth and sixth. Like, there's nobody below them, I don't think, unless Pitt-Johnstown loses the rest of their games and Slippery Rock wins the rest of their games. They're at 6-12, and but Edinburgh and Pitt-Johnstown at uh, 10-8 and 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 9-10, respectively, at those last two spots there, so yeah, it, it seems to me in the Western Division anyway that Edinburgh and Pitt Johnstown kind of have those last two spots almost wrapped up at this point. I mean, their Slippery Rocker Mercyhurst could kind of slide in there late, but again, that would mean Pitt Johnstown would have to lose out essentially, and one of those other teams would have to win out to to really sneak back in there. But Shepard has a couple of potential opponents really if they stay at that that three seed. You know, Lockhaven, of course, a team that already beat Shepard this year. Uh, they're sitting at 8-11 and in conference, so they look like they're probably going to clinch a berth 
pretty soon. Uh, Mansfield and Millersville both have 6-14 and 14 identical records in conference. So really, either one of those teams could flip-flop or stay where they are at this point. So there's a question about that. I, I, you know, Westchester, even though they're only a game behind Mansfield and Millersville, you know, they, they've had kind of a tough stretch as of late, too. I, I'm not sure if they've got a, a great chance. Really, the only chance, really the only team, I should say, that's kind of out of the, the picture at this point is East Stroudsburg, who yeah. Shepard plays this weekend. So, you know, you, you can really use that game to kind of fuel up and get ready for the tournament. And, you know, just in terms of who they're going to play, let the chips fall where they may. And, you know, Shepard's got to prepare and, and close out the regular season on a high note to have some momentum going into I the think tournament. Guys-wise, it's gonna, men's-wise, it's going to be pretty tough because you, you got – you got Shippensburg, East Stroudsburg left on the schedule. They're number two at number three in the East. So it's kind of why the Shepherds got to try and take one of those games uh, from one of those teams this week because you got Bloomsburg, right? Is Bloomsburg playing? I'm confused about that extra game. Yeah, so they're playing Bloomsburg Monday. Bloomsburg, that would be a big win because it would put them over Bloomsburg more than they already are. Uh, it would eliminate Bloomsburg, I think, with the with a if Shepard beats Bloomsburg, they would eliminate Bloomsburg from being able to fight with Shepard for that last spot. But Shepard could finish. It's going to be tight because Cutstown could also fight for that spot. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say in my estimation, three out of these next four games are going to be really tough for yeah. the Rams men's team. The only but game we've seen that they I are think capable of it because they just knocked off Millersville. Who Millersville, who's, who's the, the top team yeah. in the division. So. They so they have it. They certainly have it. But you know the East Stroudsburg game this weekend is going to be a real tough challenge. One because it's on the road. All yeah. road games in conference are difficult, no matter who you're playing. And two because East Stroudsburg, as we mentioned, is the second ranked team in the division right now. They're playing really well. They're a really high scoring team too. So defensively, Shepard's really going to have to clamp down. And we've seen them do it the first time. Remember these two teams played in January at the end of January. And the Rams, even though they lost that game at home at the Butcher Center, did a pretty good job of shutting down that ESU offense. Yeah. So they're going to have to do it again. It'll be on the road. So that game is going to certainly be tough. Bloomsburg, despite their record, I think that game is going to be tough too for Shepard. Again, you know, even though it's a home game, it's the stretch run. It's the end of the yeah. season. They're going to be yeah, trying to knock on. off. Yeah, that's right. You know, Shepard's got to play their best game to, to beat that team, even though they're kind of down this year. And again, Shippensburg on Wednesday, we'll have the call for that game on, on TV10. That game is, is of course, going to be difficult because it's a rivalry game and it's a team fighting for a playoff berth. Yeah, and I think that loss for the men's team on the 14th to Lockhaven definitely kind of weighs into that because you look at Lockhaven, they've locked up that fifth spot, but they're at 8-11. and 11. And I think if Shepard would have maybe won that game, they would have already locked up the fifth spot. Yeah, that like certainly would It's a possibility there. Yeah. You know, I obviously can't change what happened in the past, but they had beat them the first time, but then they had lost that second game. So I think that kind of was a big proponent in how Shepard is right now. Because and to go from that Lockhaven game on Monday to put up only 50 points and to lose by 18 on the road to then two days later turn around and put up almost 90 points on the best team in the division yeah. is I pretty mean, shocking. But you back to the other game against Lockhaven back on January 29th at you know in Shepherdstown. They beat them 79-60 and then they fell this time 68 to 50. So, 
Kind of like just a role reversal game. I think the home and away, you know, factor there is really important because, again, that road loss was on the road. And when they beat them, they were at home, you know. So having the Butcher Center crowd behind them, you know, might really make a difference for these next couple of games because, as we said, the men's team has two more home games. The women's team only has the one more home game against Shippensburg this week. So, you know, that that could certainly make an impact, I think. Yeah, definitely. should be some good stuff as – uh, Avery just mentioned we'll be back down at the Butcher Center on Wednesday for the matchups against Shippensburg. Uh, but now let's talk a little Mountaineer basketball. They're in action tomorrow night, prime time against number six Kansas. Uh, we have the weekend off, Saturday off, very rare here. Uh, and our own Colin McLaughlin will be traveling to Morgantown to watch that game. Yeah, it's supposed to be a uh, sold-out crowd, so it should be fun. Stripe the Coliseum. Hopefully they have some energy to get behind the Mountaineers, but I- I'm really worried. Stripe it, the WVU Coliseum. Yeah, it's Kansas. I mean, that's the team to beat every single year in the Big 12. That is the face of college basketball in that conference. And they're number six in the nation right now, and I don't think I have to say it because it's just beating a dead horse WVU is uh, not the best this year, to hey, say the but least. Kansas but is two and two at the Coliseum in the exactly. last four meetings. It, they lost last year, ninety-one to seventy-nine. That was also a very different WVU team who was, was. ranked. Maybe it was. But WVU still. has not been ranked at all this season. I, I'm trying to stay hopeful because I want West Virginia to win against you know my mom's team. It's a family rivalry, and that's why we like going to these games. It's a big one, too, to hopefully get some momentum back to maybe make a March Madness push. Probably not. It seems like this team's not really built for that, but you never know. You could surprise some people. They definitely surprised I mean, me with be a, a win tomorrow. That'd be a big upset. That, that would be the statement win that uh, the team needs. A big upset because they're at opposite ends of the standings, literally. Uh, yeah. Kansas at the top, WVU at the very, very bottom as they fell to 3-9 and nine and but. Oklahoma, Iowa State at four and nine, uh, but let's not talk about basketball. Let's stick with WV though. Uh, it's kind of continued to be a max exodus there for Morgantown football wise. Um, I see in the last few days you've had three guys transfer. Uh, Daryl Porter Jr. started quarterback announces his intent to transfer. Uh, defensive lineman yesterday entered the transfer portal. Uh, that- Just want to make sure you. Or people heard it's corner, yeah, for him, yeah. And then Just Charles the Finley, defensive or tight end, went as well. And then defensive lineman Tavis Lee also entered the portal. So three guys in three days have entered the transfer portal. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I thought we were not good down stuff. I, I saw a lot of uh, players that were dishappy with some of their, I guess, now former teammates' uh, decisions. But that's what the uh, NCAA. Has become you don't like it transfer. That's kind of just how things are nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so while it may at times be concerning, I think when you see a lot of players transfer, especially uh, recently, you, every program's having that. You know, at, at times it just happens at different times where you just see a lot of guys leave uh, due to being unhappy with their situation. Um, with the new rules, it, it doesn't really hurt you if you decide to leave and i think it, it's overall i'm in favor of it i think because if you don't want to be at a place why should you be forced to stay yeah uh, yep, i, I agree here. so 
My uh, stance is if coaches can do it, players can too. Yeah, hey, exactly. Uh, the Mountaineers getting bigger though. Preferred walk on uh, coming from Florida to continue to, to add some depth to that quarterback uh, room as they have Scott Keene out of Florida. He has uh, announced his commitment on a preferred walk on offer. To West Virginia, you would imagine scout team-wise this fall, he'll be throwing the ball to uh, Clement. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Saw that that happened two days ago on the 16th. Spring game's not a long way away. That's almost uh, two months. There you go. Uh, but that does it for this segment of the Sports Weeks, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just a appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. And I hear they got some big plans coming this summer, Colin. PJ talked about it this morning on yeah, EPT. The, uh, Definitely something we're interested like in. Oh, of course. All right. Well, when we get back, we'll talk some caps and wizards after this two-minute break. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim? auto accident or fire insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen and when it does they don't want to pay or they offer too little at mansion Freddy, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim call us today for help in getting what you really deserve mansion Freddy, when you need justice do you love martial arts are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, streaming live on the TV10 Facebook and on Comcast Channel 10 TV10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern running things on the TV10 side, Avery Newport hanging out here on this Friday in the Eastern Panhandle. 
Uh, Caps putting wins together after back-to-back wins now last night. They got a win over the Flyers. I tuned into that game for a bit. Uh, It just seemed uh, like it wasn't going to be that great of a game. I tuned back in just in time for the start of the third period. And it just didn't seem like it was going to go the Caps' way. I was busy doing a bunch of other stuff, so I didn't end up, you know, keeping very much tuned into it. But then all of a sudden, Caps came back in the latter portion of the game. Here is the first goal from Garnett Hathaway late in the late in the contest. Man's making some noise here in Philadelphia. Right point to Carlson. His shot. Score! Carlson let it go. I think half the way got a piece. The Capitals come right back. They have tied the game at three. There you go. They tied the game at three, and then Hathaway, a minute and a half later. Your fan probably thinking, why is the fourth by Peter Laviolette? And they equalize. They're out there again. Nick Dowd able to knock the puck in offensively. Braun beneath the goal line. Gave it away in front. Hathaway scores! Haglund picked it off. And Hathaway scores again. 1-12 left. It's 4-3 Washington. They got back on top there, 4-3. And then, just for the heck of it, John Carlson added an empty netter. Give the fourth line all the kudos you can want here. Putt clear by the Caps. Rolling towards the empty net. And it is in. An empty net goal. And Carlson off the glass and into the empty net. 5-3 Washington with 48 seconds to play. And what a finish here in Philly. And they got the win there, 5-3. to three. And, uh, again, Caps just didn't seem to be getting it all together there in the first two periods. Came out in the third period, though, and late, you know, turned it on when they needed to. Uh, back-to-back wins for the first time since the end of January into the first week of February. Uh, they're off for the next week because of this weird Olympic break that was put in along with the All-Star break. Then they were like, oh, we're not going to send these guys to the Olympics. And so they're going to make up some games. So they have a week off until next Thursday when they're at the Rangers uh, there. That's a 7 p.m. game. Um, but, again, great win by the Caps. Those highlights courtesy of Zach Fish and the Capitals Radio Network, who did a great job filling in for John Walton, who I believe will be back for that next Thursday game there as he was on Olympic duty with NBC. Yeah, two great wins, as you already said, back-to-back. And, uh both of them with some surprisingly late uh, offensive explosion from the Capitals. I like this uh, Snively kid. He's doing great here. Just yeah, picking Nova up kid. the slack. Yeah, local guy that's had, what, four goals in Did three you see games that? now, I think? Yeah, you see so. that picture circulating on social media yesterday? Uh, it's probably 10, 15 years ago. I think he was eight years old, so probably 15 years ago. Um, he was outside the Capitals Iceplex there in Arlington, Virginia, and he took a picture next to he took a picture with Ovechkin next to his car when he was eight yeah, years old, and that. now he's twenty three, playing with Ovechkin. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. I saw that yesterday. Uh, but so the Caps back in the wind calm. They're off a week. Uh, now let's turn our attention to the Wizards. Uh, they all head into the All Star break on a winning note. They got a one seventeen one to three victory last night over the Nets. Nets kind of in the same situation the Wizards are. Uh, the Wizards are now twenty seven thirty one overall. They're one spot behind Atlanta and Charlotte for the final two spots. One game behind that for the final two spots in the play in tournament. 
And uh, kind of total opposite game than was Wednesday night. One night after allowing 74 points in the paint to the Pacers, they outscored Brooklyn 54-28 to in the paint. Rui Hachimura had 20 points off the bench. Wizards reserved poured in 65 points. They shot 24 or 12 of 24 from the uh, from beyond the arc and seven Wizards in double figures. So a good performance, but against a team they should win. Who's kind of well? I don't know if they should win. They're both teams are kind of sitting at the same spot. Yeah. Well, right now Brooklyn has nobody playing yeah. that's that relevant. Uh, you know, obviously KD's out. Simmons still isn't ready to go for them. So. Um, you know, it's expected. I think to some extent, Washington had some good performances. Corey Kispert continues to impress me. Uh, four or six shooting from three, 16 points. But overall, I mean, Washington shot 50% from three, 55% from the floor. So very good performance for the Wizards. Uh, Spencer's guy, Anthony Gill, who he didn't know existed until we went to the game, had 12 points, two rebounds. Why is he playing 19 minutes? Because they don't have anybody? Probably, but also he balled out, man. Four of seven? I mean, yeah. Look at Ish Smith, 15 points. Denny Avdia, 13 points. Raul Neto, 12 points. Corey Kispert, 16. Thomas Bryant, 12. KCP, 7. Off night there for Kuzma. Five points, five assists, five seven rebounds. So... At least they, the reserves picked up the slack for Kuzma. Yeah, and I think he did, you know, some good things outside of scoring the ball, and that might have been why he didn't have a ton of points because he only shot seven times. Well, again, yeah, and they also had fifty-four points in the paint. Yeah, they were able to get a good balance. It was a good win for the Wizards, I think. Uh, obviously, coming against a depleted Brooklyn team, but Washington is depleted as well, so. Uh, pretty even matchup there, and, and now we head into the All Star break. And it's interesting because is KD playing in the All Star game? It is still Team Durant. I I don't know. Maybe he's just it coaching. Is, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think he'd play in the All Star game if he wasn't going to play the game before the All Star break. That wouldn't make much sense to me. Uh, but you know, when Washington comes out of this All Star break, they'll have the Spurs unlikely to play. Yeah, I didn't think he would. So they'll have the Spurs uh, on Friday the 25th. Yeah, so uh, hopefully before that game, whether it be Friday or Thursday, we'll get Dave Johnson on calls play-by-play for the Wizards on the Wizards Radio Network uh, to talk about the second ha- the second half of the season uh, and you know what these new acquisitions are, how they're going to help the Wizards and how these reserves have really stepped up and had to step up. Yeah, and I think, too, while Bradley Beal is out for the rest of the season – these guys playing well makes this team more attractive for Brad and, and other free agents potentially. Uh, you know, hopefully Porzingis is able to play come the twenty fifth, and uh, you get him rotated in there if he can play well, and maybe the Wizards end up being a playoff team. I know I, I was in on them kind of not making the playoffs and just tanking, but I'm also kind of in on the idea of them if they want to be a contender. But they just got to pick something. Yeah, is what I really just want yeah, is them to pick be a contender. Or be good. Or, or be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't picked that yet. They seem to continue to pick mediocrity. So we'll see. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, when we wrap things up, uh, we'll get you ready for the weekend. We'll talk a little commander. Some news Colin just let me know of. Uh 
during this last segment. So we'll do that next after this two-minute break to wrap things up on the Sports Mix when we get back. In a traffic jam Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. My husband, Mike, had hospice because he was in AFib and he had cancer. Mike's goal was to make it to our 60th anniversary. We were lovebirds. <laughs> hospice of the Panhandle helped Mike stay at home where he was the happiest. Mike lived to see Thanksgiving, Christmas, and our anniversary. Thank you, Hospice of the Panhandle, for taking care of all of us. Go to Hospice of the Panhandle. Don't wait. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Service at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, our intern, running things on the TV 10 side here. About uh, five and a half minutes left, or about five minutes left here uh, on today's edition of the Sports Mix for this week. Uh little interesting stuff coming out. So, uh, first, we'll talk something crazy. Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder buys the most expensive home in D.C. area history. He spent $48 million all in cash on an estate on the Potomac in Virginia near Mount Vernon. The house was bought by an LLC that was unregistered in Virginia, but the purchase, which may, which has been rumored for month, months, was finally confirmed on Tuesday by the Washington Business Journal. He just bought the whole team. Where does he have $48 million in cash? To go buy a house for. What kind of LLC did it say it was? An unregistered LLC in Virginia. Hmm. Hmm. The journal noted that Snyder used the new address in forms registering his 20... Oh, he's... Okay, here we go. Uh, Snyder definitely trying to get stadium in D.C. Or not D.C., in in Northern Virginia. The business journal noted that Snyder used the new address in forms registering his $25,000 contribution to Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's inaugural committee. Uh, the commanders are in the process of searching for a new stadium in Yunkin, and the Virginia legislation are pushing through a bill in this year's General Assembly that could authorize the state to issue as much as $1 billion in bonds to help make it happen. Obviously, we know what Snyder's facing in the House of Representatives over the uh, sexual harassment allegations. Uh, but, you know, 
Where does he have all his money? I don't understand. He's an NFL owner, dude. How, but cash? He just bought the whole team. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was crazy to me. Uh, and then you mentioned you sent me a thing during the last segment. Uh, Commanders tight end coach Pete Honer announces his retirement. Yeah, I guess he's kind of just been with uh, Rivera from Carolina to uh, now the Commanders for the past 11th seasons or so, I think I saw. but Logan Thomas said, quote, he may push people a little harder who need pushing. Quote, he may yell at some people a little bit more. He might just talk. He understands his players and how to get through to his players, end quote. So high praise there. Yeah. Talking about the way that he coaches and what it means to being to a player there uh, from – uh, Logan Thomas and another report this just published here in the last 30 minutes NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell negotiating a contract extension that would be with the owners because again the owners like own the NFL obviously he just oversees it uh, do we like it do we not like it Roger Goodell the clown per Barstool Sports a couple of years ago what, what are we thinking here I think it's a good deal for the owners you know yeah Roger Goodell is their guy. He's been their guy. He's, you Except know. Except for Jerry Jones. True. And maybe Bob Kraft. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the other 30 owners have all seemed to like him. That's kind of why he's getting a contract extension again. You know, he's. Obviously, Dan Steiner likes him. Yeah. I mean, he's been the commissioner for, what, 15 years now? That's yeah, he's a not, long time. I guess. I think he. Poor job, but yeah. as a commissioner, fans are going to dislike him and. The punishments that he puts on players can sometimes be questionable. Fans have never been, you know, huge yeah. supporters of him, but I think that's true of any commissioner, really. You know, everybody's got a gripe with somebody. You know, the commissioner, I think Manfred's more hated now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally. all about business, right? And, and he is making good business decisions for the most part. I mean, while I don't really like what he's done with the expansion of the playoffs and the expansion of the regular season because I felt like football was fine the way it was and we didn't need to Expanding expand all to this Europe. stuff. But it's making money, right? I mean, another week yeah. in the regular season means more advertising, more money, more ticket sales. Another week, or not another week of the postseason, but another postseason game. More games more, to televise, too. Yeah, more That's money. Where they got the billions of dollars and from. Now, That's right. And they just all, renegotiated all the and, TV uh, contracts. Tottenham, no, they did. Tottenham put in the largest bid ever for the Super Bowl. Tottenham, England. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't don't want hear that. I don't want to see it in England, but I'm saying logistically, the game is no becoming more global. Yeah. yeah, it is, but don't go to England. For um, Super Bowl, there's please. no way they could so, play Super we'll Bowl. We'll look ahead here at our weekend schedule. Obviously, tonight we'll have some EPAC boys basketball, Martinsburg at Hedgesville, 7.30 tip, 7 p.m. Johnny's Express pregame show. It's on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Then on the radio tomorrow, 12.15 p.m. pregame show, some Big 12 basketball, not Mountaineers. You'll hear those later in the day. Texas Tech at Texas. That's via the Westwood One. And then at 7 p.m. pregame between Mountaineers and Kansas from the Mountaineer Sports Network, 8 p.m. tip. Uh, we got nothing going on on Sunday this week. Obviously, not not a lot going on. No Caps Wizards this weekend, obviously. Uh, but that'll... Do it for just today's. the Dinktona 500. You know, do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. You like Colin? I had to get it in. Oh, no, I was about no. to say, and Colin's favorite here, the uh, Daytona 500 this weekend at 2.30 p.m. Fox on Sunday. Uh, front le- front row looks like to be Hendrick Motorsports, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman. Who's Gib ha- Gibbs have for racing? I'll, I'll go with them. Uh, Kyle Busch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good. I haven't pick. watched since I was like Kyle Bush uh, is in tenth. 
I'm sorry. But Brad Keselowski, something Busher, Sindrick, never heard of him. Michael McDowell at six, Blaney at seven. But that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, for our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Be sure to tune in Johnny's Express Tip-Off Show, 7 p.m. tonight, 7.30 tip-off between Hedgesville and Martinsburg. That'll do it for today's edition. Talk to you on Monday at 12.08.